Hey everybody, it's the Keychains Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Ryan. And we have poor news. Uh, I went to go edit this podcast uh, that we recorded on Saturday and found that uh, our audio was kind of messed up. So you're kind of catching this one a little on the live side uh, with with hasty editing. So if there's issues, uh, please bear with us. This is Um, episode 15, take two. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, So with that as well, um, there kind of comes some other not so great news. I mean, I guess it's fine news. I think it's just more sanity for Steve and Ryan news. Um, (laughs) We're going to kind of cut back our schedule a little bit from uh, weekly to biweekly. We're finding that we're, as you can tell from uh, the audio issue that we've had already, is that we're having some difficulties trying to get the the episodes out at a timely manner yeah um, just between to, between real life and uh like professional life personal life and then podcast life uh it's just tough to get that turnaround of weekly content and and get it to be the quality that we want it to be we could churn out an episode every week and kind of like i don't know make it okay but we like doing research we like having a conversation back and forth and balancing all of those um you know those three three uh, three things social professional and Keyforge life makes it a little bit tricky to give the kind of product we want to, well, not that we're selling a product, but to give you the kind of uh, podcast that we want. Um, so like Steve said, we're going to go every other week. I think that what we're going to do in the meantime, we don't have a plan for it yet, but we want to do something in those intervening weeks. So you'll get keychains every week. It just won't be necessarily a podcast every week. Yeah. And if we, you know, if we decide that there's something small that we want to do during a week or whatever, we'll probably... We might throw something up on the podcast feed, but it'll probably be more things like streams or, you know, a bus playing yeah. a, uh, Crucible or something like that. We'll figure it um, out. Maybe we'll throw a quick deck breakdown on the uh, on the podcast stream, but we'll differentiate yeah. when it's an episode versus, you know, bonus content, so to speak. Yeah. So we're not going anywhere. We're still we just need to kind of reevaluate our, our pace and, and make sure that we can kind of deliver something that you guys want to hear and and maybe not necessarily something that we feel we rush out the door. Right. We don't want to scrape the barrel, the bottom of the barrel for content. Right. So having said all of that, uh, we had a whole bunch of other stuff we were going to talk about. Uh, but for the sake of time, uh, given that this is Thursday and the episode is supposed to come out tomorrow. Uh, we're going to just cut it down to the thing that we really want to talk about. And uh, we we have been collectively with uh, some friends of ours talking about our gear up for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're kind of like thinking that we should probably do some like do some focusing on uh, sealed, uh, especially seeing as Atlanta's a triple sealed format. Yep. Uh, we know we want to be able to kind of go in there and, and bring out the deck that we want, you know, like pick the right deck. And everyone three. Definitely. And everyone gets a little bit, um, everyone as they're getting into Keyforge and they're kind of on that journey to competitive like we are, um, or even if they're just content to stay in that casual window, um, Sealed is that uh, is, is that kind of middle ground that everyone in this journey kind of hits. Um, so we really want to amp up our own skill in Sealed, and we think that we can, by sharing our experience and, and by sharing our learning with everyone, that we can all kind of grow together and, and 
collectively get better at sealed. It's a valuable skill. I mean, it's one thing to evaluate an Archon deck. You've only got two minutes to look at a card. But with sealed, you usually have around like five, ten minutes to um, to evaluate your sealed pool and figure out what your deck can do. And especially when you get to the point where you have three decks, uh, you know, which one you're going to go with and what each of them is good for. Yeah, and then you also have to kind of look at it, you know, you have to figure out a way to evaluate a deck in a bubble because you're not going to be able to have that time to look at your opponent's Archon, Archon card in a sealed format. So being able to evaluate your own deck with the idea of how does this deck work is in the greater scheme of Key Forge as opposed to how is my deck going to pair up against my opponent's deck at this table right now is probably two very different mindsets. Uh, so Absolutely. we wanted to ex- kind of explore that. Um, so with that said, uh, we're actually going to go over a deck that uh, I have not opened. It is currently still in the cellophane. Uh, it is Gratir ascetic of the domesticated Karen Karen yep and originally in in our in our original recording I tried to spell it out but now that I'm realizing it no one's going to be listening to this episode and trying to type it out as we go they're just going to pull up the show notes come on yeah so we're, we'll post the link to it <laughs> the, the keyforge uh link to it in the the show notes you can bring it into whatever uh tool you want to use to evaluate cards after that uh if you want to look at it um but uh given that the three houses that it contains are brobnar uh dis and untamed uh, interestingly, two of those houses are houses that I would look forward to having in my uh, sealed deck. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the the houses themselves before we get into the breakdowns on each one, Ryan? Well, I um, I'm a huge fan of having shadows and sealed because you know the name of the game is forging keys, and your opponent's goal is to forge keys, and shadows is fantastic, or at least has the potential to be fantastic at helping you forge your keys while simultaneously depriving your opponent of the ability to forge keys. Steel is just such a good mechanic. Uh, we talk about speed and stumble. Steel lets you get ahead and stumble your opponent. Like, it's just it's just so good. And then it has all sorts of other removal and all sorts of other tricks. It's just a great house, and I'm always happy to see it. Um, so uh, I'm automatically... We're not going to go 10 out of 10 here. This is it's starting at a 9 out of 10 because it doesn't have shadows. Uh, that having been said... <laughs> that having been said, Dis and Untamed, I'm pretty um, I'm pretty happy with. Dis uh, promises a little bit of... So, so I should say, every house has the potential to generate Ember, um, which is one of the big factors. That's the speed thing. Uh, Stumble is a little harder to come by. Dis is really good at... Um, it's probably second in line behind uh shadows as far as depriving your opponent of their ember um and then sanctum and brobnar are pretty close together as well uh so it's it's not it's not like we're completely out of options as far as depriving our opponent of ember um and untamed dis and brobnar seem like they might have a good option to generate the ember that we want as well so i think we we could be in good could be in good straights but i'm a little dubious about this one right from the bow uh right from the get-go yeah, so let's start with Brobnar, seeing as it's listed first. Um, yep. So, what cards do you think really like kind of pop out to you uh, the most that you you know, uh, based on the house itself? Um, with with keeping in mind, you know, the other two houses in the deck. Like, what what do you how do you feel about the the cards in this pool? Right. Uh, well, the the first things that I'm excited about are things that get me Ember and things that deprive my opponent of Ember. So creature count wise, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six creatures in here. 
Um, they're pretty decent creatures. Uh, nothing crazy, crazy. There's uh, a couple ganger chieftains, um, a headhunter. That's fine. A couple trolls, a smash. Not a big deal. Uh, the ganger chieftains are really cool. Uh, I just want to call those out in case you're not familiar. It's a five power creature. When you play it, you may ready and fight with a neighboring creature. That's pretty sweet. Um, I'm excited to see a Screech Bomb in here. It's an Omni artifact uh, that you sacrifice, and your opponent loses two Ember, so it burns off two Ember. Um, Gauntlet of Command is a huge favorite of mine. It, you can ready and fight with a friendly creature, so that allows you to spend more time in Brobnar, which Brobnar typically wants. Brobnar is typically a fighting house. Um, so being in Brobnar is good, because you can fight with stuff, but then Gauntlet lets you do fighting with other stuff. Um, and the fact that we've got six pretty beefy creatures, plus... Uh, Gauntlet of Command, plus um, the other cards in here that are really impressive are uh, Lava Ball and Punch. Lava Ball is four damage to a creature with two splash. Punches deal three to a creature, gives you a bonus ember. Um, War Song is awesome for the remainder of the turn. Gain one ember each time a friendly creature fights. So if you if you get you know if you get lucky and you get all six of your Brobnar creatures out plus the Gauntlet of Command, then you can generate seven ember from fighting with everything you've got on your board, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Add. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, actually, well, what I was going to say is, um, and, and just kind of like my brief summary of what I feel like Brobnar is doing in, in the deck is like, it is the 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 house that I'm going to call where I'm not going to necessarily feel bad about calling it, even though I feel like in this deck it's the weakest house, just because of how much uh, like out of house cheating I can do uh, with the cards in it. Um, yeah. Especially with Warsong, like if you can get a good, like if you have like a good Brobnar turn where you get a couple of the creatures out, then you have gang, your Ganger Chieftains in your hand and you can get Warsong out and then fight with other creatures in the house. Like you can do a lot of cool stuff with that alone. And then if you're killing stuff with it and you have Pile of Skulls out, you're now capturing from your opponents so you get to like double dip a little bit. Yep, pile of skulls is a, is one thing I I hadn't mentioned that I'm, oh, right. I'm probably sorry, right. no 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 that's fine. Um, it's the probably the best card in this Brobnar house. So you've got these great turns where you've got Gauntlet of Command out, uh, you've got pile of skulls out, right? So your Gauntlet's going to let you fight with a, you know, a disc creature, an untamed creature that you've already got on the board. Um, so you drop Gauntlet of Command, or you uh, you pop your Gauntlet of Command, you fight with something, kill something, your pile of skulls triggers. Then you drop a Ganger Chieftain, ready and fight with something else pile of skulls triggers drop another ganger chieftain pile of skulls triggers when you fight and kill something else on top of this if you started your turn off with war song now you are just like generating so much crazy ember let's say you had a headhunter on the board at the same time now you're every time you fight with him you're getting an ember like brobnar in this uh this is probably the most fighty brobnar house that i've seen in a while uh, if not ever it just really synergizes well with itself, which is something that Brobnar wants. Just like Mars, Brobnar really needs the right cards in the right uh, quantities and the right selection of them to go off. And I think this is this is pretty good as far as a Brobnar house. Yeah, I agree. So um, I think we move on to Dis. What are your thoughts on the, the Dis cards in here? What are you excited to Or actually, I'm sorry. Uh, another thing we want to do in addition to cards we're excited about um, is cards we're not excited about. And I will say that literally there is not a single card in the Brobnar house that I'm not excited about. If I had to pick a loser out of the entire thing, um, Warsong probably because it's a little bit too conditional maybe not too conditional um it's usually pretty conditional and usually you only get one or two ember out of it if that um but in this particular brobnar concoction i i think it's 
like mediocre at worst, yeah, which is saying something for Warsong. Um, so yeah. that's that's my take on Robnar. I think you're probably right in line with me if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty good uh, collection. It's probably like you said, it's probably the best collection of Robnar cards that I, I think I have in my collection of decks. Right, especially um, for sealed, like yeah, maybe maybe yeah. Archon, I mean, maybe you, Archon. You'd want like yeah, you'd you'd have more synergy across your houses. But for a sealed, if I saw this Brobnar, I'd say this is a pretty lucky pull for Brobnar. Yeah, I I can call Brobnar and not necessarily feel bad that I'm gonna do yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so, on, what are your on, thoughts on our dis house here? So dis seems like uh, control the board dot deck. Uh, the the three starting cards in the deck are gateway to dis, hand of dis, and hand of dis. <laughs> um and so that is got you know that's got me pretty excited it at least gives me the ability to keep my opponent under control even if i end up losing out on it um you know again it kind of makes things it i can reset the game if i need to especially in sealed right. where you might need to have that because you know you don't really have i mean in triple deck sealed it's a little bit different um, because you have choices of three decks, but if right. we were talking about regular old, I just open this deck. This is the only deck I have. Um, uh, the, 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 those three cards alone make me pretty excited. Um, yeah. Hecatomb is fun. Uh, and, and it's, it's probably a really, really good Amber generator, uh, because, uh, we have one, two, three, four, five. Uh, we have five, uh, creatures in dis as well. Uh, and probably... what Hecatomb is, is when you play it, you destroy each disc creature. Each player uh, gains one amber for each creature controlled that was destroyed this way. Mm -hmm. um, I think five is is right. Maybe I, I feel like six is where I want to be for Hecatomb. Um, true. But five is is it's below where I want to be, but not so much so that I would be like Hecatomb is trash. I think in a if the like it would be a really great card if uh there was i would probably say my my the threshold for it being amazing is probably higher than six because you kind of have of to course. think about the fact that even with five when you're probably going to drop hecatomb you probably don't have all five of these out um, right exactly and that's why six is kind of my bare minimum for yeah because you're going to pull excited. three when out of it right right that's right. when i'm excited to see hecatomb when yeah. i start to get excited to see hecatomb is with six creatures but yeah five is kind of like uh, i'm not ready to just discard it out of hand every time well yeah. we'll see but um but it's it's on the line yeah and then uh other cards that kind of jump out to me as being good is uh we continue our let's cheat uh houses with a dominator bobble i mean i wish it had more but i mean with what we've got going on in Brobnar and then this Dominator Bobble as well, like we can kind of we have a that flexibility to call houses and, and use cards. Uh, right. That well, aren't think, part of them. And think you've got a pile of skulls out there, and you've got a Dominator Bobble. You call Dis. You use your Dominator Bobble to fight with the Headhunter. You gain an Ember, and then your pile of skulls trigger too. Yep. So yeah. not not bad at all. Nope. Uh, for creatures, we have an Ember Imp which is uh you know two power creature your opponent cannot play more than two cards each turn it's a great like you know make them think like have to burn stuff uh generally isn't going to really ever limit them to having more playing more than two cards uh because you know people who are good are going to identify it and get rid of it uh but you're going to you're going to make them waste it waste something on that they need to wow you're going to make them waste something <laughs> on on this that they could have used on a bigger creature Oh, right, it's a nice. lightning rod. Yeah. They they have to deal with it. 
at some point in the game. And every turn they don't deal with it is a chance for you to call dis and reap with it. Yeah. You know, it has a Shuler, which is five power creature play if your opponent uh, has playability. If your opponent has four or more steal one, I mean, it's a good, you know, stopper card, not really blowing my socks off, but you know, it helps uh, yep. Tentacus, you know, five power creature, your opponent must pay you one for, in order to use an artifact. It's a great five power creature. I mean, the likelihood of your opponent having artifacts, like you kind of really can't, you know, yeah, but count on. When they do, it's When they huge. do, it's great. Yeah. yeah. And a and toxin then, so, and a mind barb for your hand control, which is kind of yep. nice. So I think if we look at the creature package in here, the five creatures in here, Amber Imp, Guardian Demon, Shuler, Tentacus, Toxin. The only one of those that I'm excited to fight with is the Shuler. <laughs> like everything else yeah. I don't want to fight with. So that kind of de-synergizes with Brobnar in a way. But Gateway to Dis, Hand of Dis, Hand of Dis, uh, and Dominator Bobble all actually do synergize with our Brobnar to an extent. Because um, yep. we got Pile of Skulls to eat up, you know, the the gateway to disc targets and everything um and guardian demon works really well with brobnar because you you fight with something and then your guardian demon can take the damage off of it and put that damage on something else so it allows your brobnar creature to keep fighting so i mean there's it, it's not the best disc house to go along with our brobnar but i don't think it detracts from our brobnar no um the soul snatcher we haven't mentioned yet the soul snatcher that's in here is really really coin flippy in this deck like it could be awesome uh or it could be awful and i think that more often than not it will be awful um because of how fighty our brobnar house is uh it wants to destroy creatures all the time um i mean that having been said i feel like most of the time you're going to discard your soul snatcher but every once in a while it's going to pay dividends and be awesome um, but that's going to be maybe you know, I, I, I imagine in a, in a typical four rounds uh, sealed format that would happen one game out of the four, maybe. So yeah. but when it happens, it's awesome. Yeah, I think the thing, the key note here to take away on Soul Snatcher is that it's not a usability, um, which kind of changes it a little bit, uh, especially if what you're looking to do is kind of put a punk like a period on the end of the game. Right. Yeah. So say you have, you know. Let's just go with Guardian Demon, Shuler, Tentacus on the table. You play Soul Snatcher, and then you Hecatomb. You just gained six Amber right there. Like, that's your next key. Um, Yeah. You know, like, but is that janky? Yeah, it's completely janky. But I I think it it would be, you know, it's something to keep in your back pocket, like, to turn turn a game around. Especially if your last turn you got kind of, you know, uh, stolen on like you had a bunch of your amber stolen you kind of need to like make up that difference really really quick so you can put yourself back in check again yeah uh, to, to kind of end this, the game in this deck soul snatcher is a finisher because yeah. you you have a bunch of your brobnar stuff out you've already fought you've already wiped out most of their board you switch to your disc turn um you drop soul snatcher you drop gateway or you drop hecatomb and you wipe out your board finish off the ember you need and pass to your opponent and they're just gonna sit back and say well uh, either I have some mass ember removal or I lose. Um, yeah. And that's where Soul Snatcher will be good in this deck. It's just lining up that that timing um, where you have a board that's bigger than theirs where you can afford to blow it all up. Um, and you have a way to blow it all up. And you're ahead on keys and about to win. Like it's all of these magic Christmas land things that need to line up. But when they do, like this will close a game completely. Yep. Uh, so I think, I, I think our disc... So I think if we had to do like letter grades, I think... Um, 
in terms of sealed, not in terms of Archon. I think our Brobnar is probably like a B. It's a pretty decent yeah. B there. Uh, it's got a lot of good board control, a lot of decent fighting removal. Uh, the fighting removal I'm a little leery on, except for the fact that there's really good fighting synergy in that house. So yeah. normally I'd say fighting is probably like a C, C+. Plus. Uh, I'm thinking that's a, a pretty decent B house is the Brobnar. Um, our Dis here uh, in a vacuum, I would say solid B um, with our Brobnar taking a little of the synergy away. I'm thinking B minus, maybe C plus. I'd go with a C, like C plus. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it. It's a little like too as much as. Land. Yeah. And, and as much as like gateway to dis, it, when we get into untamed, it, it kind of will become a little bit more apparent. But, you know, things like, like gateway to dis could hurt us at the same time right. as like, like gateway to dis in this deck is definitely a reset button. Um, yeah, so out part. of these out of these 12 cards, are how many of them are cards where you would find yourself uh discarding it more often than playing it? I mean, probably I probably just Soul Snatcher to be totally honest with you. I I could see Soul Snatcher and Hecatomb. So our Brobnar was 12 uh, so here's out of the 12. Reason why, here's the reason why I wouldn't say Hecatomb. Hecatomb gives you an amber regardless. I you guess, could if... you could chain your gateway to disc, throw down Hecatomb, and still you know, and you you net on that. Yeah, that yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like more often, like like fifty one percent of the time, I'll probably be discarding the Hecatomb because I I'll have um I'll have disc creatures already in play that I might not want to get rid of. Uh, it's tough. Um, I don't know. I I could see Hecatomb. So maybe out of the twelve cards in disc, one and a half of them. Are, are throwaway cards because Hecatomb half the time I feel like it won't be helpful or will hurt us and half the time it'll be good. So I don't actually really think that like I don't feel like the disc creatures are all that special like Ember Imp is probably our biggest hamstringy one and it's the but it's also the easiest to remove out of all of them. So right, I would Omar. almost I would almost rather play the Hecatomb to gain four Amber like just say Magic Christmas Land I had all of them out Playing the Hecatomb to get me six is it, I don't even really care about the abilities on the the creatures at that point. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter to me, especially I, given I see... what we have going on in Untamed when we get there. Uh, right. I I don't even really care. Like I would and rather I, just have the Amber. I get that. I get that. I'm not saying wrong. I I think that oh, when no, I'm looking at the creature package. Yeah, and that's fine. And, and game to game, and what your opponent's doing is obviously going to change all this. My play yeah. style. I look at these creatures and um. Ember Imp, Guardian, uh, Tentacus, and Toxin. So four out of the five creatures are creatures I want to stay on the table and use turn after turn after turn. Um, Shuler is the only one that I want to hit and quit, you know? So Hecatomb, really for me, the only creature that I'm like blah whatever is is Shuler. So Yeah. So moving on to Untamed. Uh, so what, what do you think here, Ryan? So the untamed is is really interesting. There's a few dead cards in here that we'll go over, but all in all, it synergizes pretty well with that fight idea that we that we have. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight creatures. Is that right? Two, eight, yep. six. Yeah, eight creatures in here. Um, so that gives us a total of what? Eight, five, six. Uh, that's 11, 19 creatures, which is solid. That's really solid for a sealed deck because creatures can generate ember if they don't do anything else. Um, and the creatures, the particular creatures that we have in Untamed are really, really good. We've got a a do fairy so you're getting you know a bunch of ember for you're getting double ember on your reaps uh we've got a dust pixie so that's good to just drop on the table and then who cares if it lives or not um 
The Halicor is really sweet because it gives you flanking, which synergizes so well with what our Brobnar house wants to do, that fighting. So you put your your headhunter on a flank, drop your Halicor, and now your headhunter is just crunching in every turn when you call Brobnar or when you call Dis and use your Dominator Bobble, and you're just getting Ember from it, and it's never dying. That's so huge. Um We've got Mermook, we've got uh, Mushroom Man, which is fantastic for fighting synergies. Uh, we've got Witch of the Eye, which can help us recover a little bit. Um, it puts your opponent in a, uh, I'm going to put quotation fingers here, a difficult decision of getting rid of some of the other stuff you might have or dealing with your Witch of the Eye. Correct answer is always Witch of the Eye. <laughs> um, pr- pretty much. Maybe there's an asterisk there, but for the most part, if you don't get rid of Witch of the Eye, it doesn't matter what else you kill because Witch of the Eye gets it back. Yeah, um, I mean, if you really think about Ember Imp and Witch of the Eye, like who are you killing on on that turn? Yeah, yeah, you gotta because well, what, what's going to happen? You you wipe out their Witch of the or they you wipe out the Ember Imp and they call Untamed Witch of the Eye, get the Ember Imp back, and then you know go from there. So I think I think the Untamed creatures here synergize really well. They don't. They don't anti-synergy with the Dis, uh, and they synergize really well with the Brobnar, which is pretty great. Like, worst case scenario, I just want all of my houses to not fight against each other. Um, right. And if any of them work well together, then that's just gravy. When we're talking about Sealed. And right now, we've got Brobnar overlaps with Untamed really well. Brobnar overlaps with Dis decently, and then Dis and Untamed like don't really care about each other. So we're pretty solid. I and mean, I wouldn't necessarily um, say that. I mean, that Dominator Bobble gets you a, a Witch of the Eye for a discard. That's true. Yep, that's true. And if you have your um, uh, your Gateway to Dis, and then you drop the Witch of the Eye the following, you know, like you can you can get your stuff back from Gateway to Dis or Hecatomb. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you, you've got some synergies there. So there's four actions uh, in our untamed house here, along with our eight creatures. Um, they're a little questionable. What do you think of these actions? Uh, I don't know if I would call them questionable. Uh, I think curiosity and save the pack are the weakest, um, but save definitely. the pack is definitely the weak weakest. Like it is the bottom of the barrel. That uh, would curiosity... directly, sorry, that but... would directly, com- uh, sorry, that directly complete uh, competes with our Brobnar idea of fighting. Cause our, yes. if we're fighting all the time, our creature is going to have damage on them and then save the pack is going to hurt us. Um, However, we do have Guardian Demons, where there's a very, very minor synergy uh, where Guardian Demon could save something of ours by moving the damage off of it onto something else. So it's this weird, weird removal. And then, you know, we've got Witch of the Eyes to get some stuff back after we save the pack. But But I agree that it's not my favorite card to see. It is also, but it does have some synergies in Brobnar. If there's situations where, like, you just don't have the Brobnar creatures in your hand, but you have a Lava Ball in your hand, and then next yep. turn you're going to call on Tames, like, you can you can remove some real pain in the butt, like, cards through that. Yeah. And granted, this is all, like, all situational, obviously, but, I mean, I think it, it has a place in, in the board control aspect of things, um, but certainly is probably going to get discarded more than I think it's going to get played. Uh, yeah, curiosity at most. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I agree that Save the Pack will typically be discarded overplayed. Yeah, I think Curiosity um, is super niche, but it gives you an amber, so whatever. We don't have any scientists in this deck at all, so, like, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't hurt us, but it doesn't usually help us. If nothing else, it just cycles for an ember, which is is fine. At least there's no situation in which it hurts us. So it's only ever worst case scenario. It's a dead card that gives us an ember best case scenario. It actually takes something out. 
Now, the cool card that I think, the, mo the card that has me the most excited in this deck is, like, clearly Untamed is our Amber Generator in this deck. Um, more so than what we would get in the other two houses. Um, Stampede is a, an action that you play, uh, gives you an Amber. Uh, play, if you've used three or more creatures this turn, steal two. Uh, so, with Untamed, or with the Untamed side of things being... Uh, as big as it is, we have a lot of chances to be able to actually use creatures uh, because a lot of the creatures are, are tough to kill, specifically Halakor, Snufflegator, and Mermook. Or, I'm sorry, Mushroom Man, not Mermook. Uh, those three will probably have the most staying power uh, for us. People probably will ignore Dust Pixie, maybe, who knows? But um, being able to have that synergy with Stampede uh and having the creature count that we do in untamed i feel like stampede gives us uh, a good chance of getting a, a ton of amber uh or at least being able to steal and control away uh from our opponent yeah i mean the overall when i'm looking at this deck um so i so i think we've got a pretty good evaluation of the deck you know each of the individual houses yeah. so why don't we why don't we scoop it all together shuffle it up and what do we think about this deck as a whole i think our untamed uh like we talked about there's um what save the pack and curiosity that our our cards were not super excited about so if we kind of go house by house brobnar all 12 cards are are fine dis Ten and a half cards are fine. Untamed, I'm probably similarly posed where ten and a half of the cards, uh, and the half card is curiosity, since at least it gets us a number. Um, ten and a half ish cards. So we shuffle this all up. We deal ourselves a hand here, and and what are our strategies? What are the deck's strengths? What are the deck's weaknesses? What are you thinking? Huh. I think if we're talking like turn one, I'm actually shuffling the deck right now. <laughs> I, I meant uh, I meant more in general as a, a general thing, but sure we can do with a literal turn one. <laughs> uh, I mean, like if if I'm looking at turn one, uh, I I honestly don't know what I would play turn one. I would hope that I have something like pile of skulls or gauntlet. Uh, yeah. Honestly, my 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 best turn one card is any of the artifacts in this deck. Yeah, I mean, Pile of Skulls, I, I've actually gone up a deck against a deck that had Pile of Skulls on turn one, and it was brutal. Um, I think Pile of Skulls, Gauntlet of Command, Dominator Bobble are all fantastic uh, turn ones. Um, uh, there's not really anything else. Turn do one, Fairy. Do Fairy is a turn one. Troll turn one. Yeah, Do Fairy is yeah. not bad. Well, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's fine. That's not too bad. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's fine on turn one. Like Mushroom Man is fine on turn one. But as far as cards that I'm like excited I'd to actually... have in my opening hand, we're talking your pile of skulls, gauntlet, dominator, do yeah. fairy. You know, like those are the ones that I'm like, yes, Ember Imp. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you right now, if my hand was heavy dis, I'd probably be mulliganing it. Right, right. It's because uh, a lot just, of this like, dis nothing... is. Yeah. yeah, Dis has a solid turn two kind of hand. If you're the second yes, player going, Dis is good for that. The only kind of, you know, awful card there. Well, there's a few, but, you know, at least your hand of Dis is online. Your mind barber is online. Your Ember Imp is still good. Um, you know, you've got some I just, drew, I just drew myself a, a hand of seven cards. Uh, and what I got was Troll. I got Punch. I got another Troll. Dew Fairy, Dominator Bobble, Guardian Demon, and Ember Imp. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think I'm mulligan. Oh well, I mean, I don't know that Dominator Bobble having that out turn one would be kind of great. 
And you mentioned Dew Fairy and Ember Imp, right? I mean, yeah, Dew Fairy, Ember Imp, uh, Dew Fairy and Ember Imp were there too. Yeah, it's not the worst opening hand. I mean, I'm pretty aggressive with my mulligans um, as first player because I draw right back up to six if I mulligan anyway. So it's not the end of the world. I'd rather get something that I like. I'm like super excited about. But I mean, you said Gauntlet of Command. You said Dew Fairy. That's two of the ones that we mentioned. Ember Imp is a solid turn one play. So I mean, well, it depends on how you value the rest of that hand. So, so the thing for me, the thing for me here, the reason why I probably wouldn't mulligan it is because, you know, we talked a lot about house cheating mm-hmm. and having that dominator bubble out that early. Like I, you, if you mulligan that, you're not, you don't know when you're seeing that again. Right. Having um, it early is huge. Having it early is very huge because you can, you know, you can have your turn, turn two. We could have that turn two, uh, Brobnar turn where we have the two trolls out right there. And then that punch, so we can con- control out what you know the opponent did on their first turn. You know, then we can call our third turn dis, use that gauntlet of uh, the dominator bobble to get that troll back out there to kind of control the board again. Yep. And then call Brobnar again on the next turn to heal him through a reap. Yeah. I mean, definitely have options. I think yeah. overall the only things. So I mean, I think that so my overall take on the deck, we've got a lot of fighting, so we've got a lot of board control between dis and Brobnar. There's a good amount of board control uh with untamed we have a solid creature suite um so we've got good removal we've got a good amount of creatures uh we have uh, a good amount of ember generation through our creatures um i can't easily see how many ember generating cards there are in here so i'm not going to go necessarily one by one and figure out what our ember density is uh you know how many cards generate ember um but the thing that i'm really really worried about with this deck is the ability to remove ember from our opponent we don't really have a lot of that we have uh i think we've got what pile of skulls um screech bomb stampede uh, stampede yeah uh mermook kind of i mean uh, schuler so we've got a, a few like little like onesie twosie tiny of things the only way of kind of quote unquote mass removing Ember is Pile of Skulls. I, I guess Screech Bomb, but it's a one off. Pile of Skulls is our only repetitive thing, and that's reliant on having creatures, which uh, creatures not not only having creatures, but your opponent having creatures, and then you having creatures that can kill your opponent's creatures. Like it's it's a pretty conditional way of controlling Ember. Not that it doesn't work, not that it isn't good, but like it makes me a little you know, a little anxious going in and saying that this is a, a solid deck. So yeah, I mean, that's my biggest, you know, weakness as far as thinking about how this deck is going to operate. Um, if I pulled this in my three, uh, it'd probably be probably at the bottom. Yeah. Um, it'd be fun to play. I, I, uh, would I get I, anywhere I, with it? Probably not. I would hope this would be the bottom of my three because it's not terrible. It's just not great. So if it's, yeah. If it's not in the bottom of my three, then, then I'm I'm not having a great day with my uh, my triple sealed here. Um, I think that if I if I got this in a single sealed, just a normal sealed night, uh, I would expect to go two and two. Maybe uh, depending on other people's ability to generate ember and steal ember, I could possibly see it going three and one. Um, I would be pretty surprised about four and zero. Oh. Yeah, I mean it'd be fun to play on. Uh... If it was a single sealed, it'd be fun to play. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I don't know how far it would take you. Yeah, definitely. I like I said, two and two is kind of my expectation for this deck. So yeah. that's, All right. that's pretty much where I land on it. All right, so 
let's kind of close it up here. So we wanted to uh, do our, our, our creator plug still. Um, I won't go into as, as depth, far depth as I did last time, but uh, I wanted to plug the guys at Sanctimonious. Uh, I was uh, kind of informed about them through uh, Adam over at the Meek Informant. I guess they are buddies. Uh, so give them a listen. Uh, and that's Sanctimonious. So Sanctum, as in the house, then O-N-I-U-S. You can find them at Sanctimonious on Twitter. And um, I think you can... Uh, bat, the last thing I saw that they had posted on Twitter is that they are now on every... Um, they're now on every podcasting solution, so you can find them uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And actually, follow their uh, their their Twitter account because they're really great at role playing. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so we also uh, we're uh, we're a little bit of collectors. Um, we collect a lot of things. One of the things that we like collecting are five star reviews on iTunes. Um, and we actually have we have two of them at this point. Um, we got one in the uh, in the recent. Very oh, well, nine hours ago, actually, at the time of recording. Uh, so I'm going to read them both. Um, the first, <laughs> the first one, because we're awful at keeping up on this stuff. First one was actually from the end of March, so a little late here, but hey, you know, we're reading it, so that counts. Uh, it's from Copper One O One One. So thank you very much, Copper One O One One. Hey guys, you're doing great. Saw there was no reviews on you, and I'm gonna change that. I currently have my brother and friends. I'm getting them into KeyForge, and your podcast is on point and keeps me updated on news, which I appreciate. You know, I also just sold my double horseman deck for thirteen fifty. Trying to donate, let me know how. Um, don't worry about donating. Uh, we appreciate the the gesture, the um, you know, the thought. Uh, but we're just doing this for fun. Um, maybe someday in the future we'll worry about collecting some funds for it and reimbursing ourselves. But it's not costing us really a lot of money. It's just costing us a little bit of time, uh, and you know, we like doing it. So if you want to take the thirteen fifty, you can invest it back into your KeyForge habits. Uh, if you if you really don't want to hang on to it for yourself, donate to a charity. Um, you know, something to do with animals maybe is always awesome. Uh, or you know, veterans or homeless. I don't know. Whatever. Any causes you want to shout out, Steve. People can throw thirteen bucks too. Uh, I don't know if is it thirteen dollars and fifty cents or is it thirteen hundred dollars? Uh, extra life always good. Yep. Ex- oh yeah, extra life is great. Uh, yeah, I think every year you um, you do an extra life yeah. thing. So maybe we can do something like that uh, with the uh, the tie that into the podcast mm. this year. Might have already uh, crossed my mind. Interesting. Maybe. Oh well, it didn't cross mine because I'm a dope. Um, our other five star review is from MGS72. Great, unassuming podcast. Enjoy listening to it in spite of Steve's jerk move of not releasing Emma's Keyforge case ranking to us. I would love to see it before the Atlanta Vault Tour. Uh, I'm not sure what they mean by Emma's Keyforge ranking to us. Uh, maybe, and also, I don't know why they're blaming you, because that would have been me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did that one. So I think we blame Steve for a lot of things, perhaps, but maybe only the ones he's directly responsible for. Or at least even tangentially responsible for but i i gotta take the bullet on this one i gotta jump on this grenade and that whatever you're looking for was me and not him uh, i think maybe it's the uh, i'm actually remembering now that i asked emma to send us over uh the um little screenshot that she put up on twitter about how she evaluated her decks uh, and i think i forgot to put a link to that in the show notes so maybe i'll tweet that out on our uh, our thing and that might be what they're talking yeah, shame about. him on twitter so i'll me. have to uh 
Right. Yes. Shame. Shame me, um, Steve. God damn it. And... <laughs> uh, no, but I'll, I'll toss that out there. Hopefully, that's what you mean. If that's not what you meant, I have no idea what you meant, and uh, definitely clarify for us. Because if there's something you were expecting, if there's something you were looking forward to, to getting, um, you know, we totally want to yeah. deliver that. Uh, unless it's a lot of money, in which case you're just going to have to deal with being um, disappointed. So. Uh, so Steve, um, if people are disappointed in us, uh, or preferably if they really, really like us and want to tell us about how awesome we are, or if they just have constructive criticism, uh, positive feedback, negative feedback, whatever, we want to get better. We want to produce the best thing we can give us your feedback, Steve, where can they provide us that? feedback? So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at keychains pod. Uh, you can f- email us at, uh, keychains pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitch at Keychains Pod as well. I think is what we are there. Yeah, and then yeah, if you're not already, oh. uh, I want I want to jump in. If you're not already chase, or if you're not already chasing us on YouTube and Twitch, um, I have uh, given up on putting card images on our YouTube episodes because it takes a ridiculous amount of time. Um, so you can catch all our episodes on YouTube now. I'm I'm, sl- I'm getting actually pretty close to being caught up on all of our episodes at this point. Um, but also we're going to start uh, with those those off episode weeks. We will probably put up content. It's probably going to be on our YouTube page. Uh, likewise, if we do any streaming from Crucible or whatever, it's going to be on our Twitch. So you want to catch up on our Twitch. You want to catch up on our YouTube. Subscribe to both of those. Um, and uh, and you'll you'll see all this extra content. Uh, well, maybe not extra, but replacement content that we're going to be doing in the yeah. episodes. Uh, and then I think Instagram yeah, so was the Instagram's last one. Instagram's at Keychains Podcast. And I would actually add to that that uh, coming up here, uh, so the three of us being me, Ryan, and a uh, friend of the show, Brian, as we constantly refer to him as, are actually all carpooling to <laughs> the airport and we're, you know, we're traveling together. Uh, so, yeah, I intend on documenting our travels th- to the Vault Tour through Instagram. So if you kind of want to follow us around, you know, shout at us or, uh, you know, meet us up for jumping into a pod after we all get our butts kicked in the vault tour. Um, yeah, hit, hit us up there and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, well, uh, in the coming weeks, we'll also set something up where we'll, you know, maybe we can get a group going and, uh, and all meet yeah. up or whatever. All right, guys. Well, uh, have a good one and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah, take care, everyone. Bye.